drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast. My name is Brody Ann and opposite me is the gorgeous Theo. I just want to take this moment to do an introduction to country, to the country of the Yagara and Turrbal people, to the ancestors of the past and also of the present and the beautiful future, to the incredible land that we live in, to the life that I see all around us within this country. We're blessed to be able to be here tonight to do this podcast on this land. Ashe. And we're also at episode 10. ten Can ten, you believe ten. it? I cannot believe that. It's gone <laughs> I have very little fast. faith in myself and my <laughs> capacity to endure. <laughs> my capacity to follow through. Yeah, fair on enough. Things. No, not that. Just that it's flown and I feel like we're... Yeah. Um doing well and I'm excited about all of the different uh, ones we're going to do, the different guests know, we've got coming up. We have some amazing people signed stuff. on for this. Yeah. Happy spring. Happy spring, my darling. And we're nearly like, by the time this airs, it will be, you know, two days before the spring equinox. Mm-hmm. So that's um, in the Southern Hemisphere, in the Antipodes. In the Antipodes. And I guess that's what we really wanted to have a chat about in this shorter episode with mm-hmm. just the two of us tonight is what that's like for us mm-hmm. here in the Southern Hemisphere, in um, in Brisbane, mm-hmm. in the subtropics, a little bit about what we both do to celebrate that. And, um, yeah, also I'm going to speak a little bit about gardening, a little bit, a little bit I know, and you're going to... Ask give- you questions. Yes, <laughs> or, you know, contribute with, with what you know also about plants yeah well plants i work with magically yes yeah, yeah. and and herbs and yeah and yeah. herbs oh, and troys and on troys <laughs> and, a, and a few troys too yes. so that's what we will um be doing but, but before we do that you've just had a big day of of reading and and all sorts how was your day okay my day was just long and i was just dealing with a lot of the usual um kind of back and forth that happens when one is engaged in community work um, so, you know, between readings, often what I'm doing at Eclectica is it's checking my phone a lot mm-hmm. because uh, there will be, you know, several, if not many messages <laughs> and many of them are, re- I feel require response within, uh, within the hour. Yes. Uh, and that might, that's 90% me and my, like, I have to answer this and yep. I have to make sure this person is heard and 10% their desire to be heard so mostly it's me like I I could probably let 24 hours go but I'm not that person no but you're also a vigilant and and I am pretty vigilant I I have I have the vigilant curse yeah no no, I respect that (laughs) it's pretty shitty sometimes (laughs) I'm like oh better answer all of these before I can do anything for myself today uh, you're amazing in between readings I can hear you smashing it out Um, how about you how was your day it was amazing I had my mommy she's so precious oh she came up to visit and hang out with us for the day she went last night to a concert at QPAC to uh, see some awesome 
old Aussie rockers mm-hmm. that, that she loves, yeah. like Russell Morris and stuff, do their version of some Beatles tracks. Aww. And it was with family. So she was very excited. Then she came for a sleepover. Yeah. And she came into West End with with me this morning to hang out with us too yeah, in the shop. I got to meet your mum. I've met her I met her once when she dropped you off at a trans possession workshop that I taught in the Gold Coast. <laughs> Just love that. Yeah. And I also uh she would have met you in, in in an aspect form uh, at Beltane a couple of times when you've been. Oh, in, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I don't remember. Well, that's when I... When Your mum is very stunning. I would have remembered. I, right. And I was joking that she was, um, you know, I brought all my muggle family to the last two Beltanes as and they've really as enjoyed it. As if your Well, no, I don't think of my mum like that, but I had some, I've got some beautiful cousins and an extended yeah. family that came that, that have no idea about this stuff. And uh-huh. it was more for my younger cousins that came and had a ball and yeah. got to dress up and do all of the, the fun stuff. The stuff we get them in with. Yeah. Yeah. We lure the children in. The candy. Early, yes. <laughs> get in the van. No. <laughs> That sort of that, stuff. That, that, didn't, no. that didn't happen. No. Um, so, no, it was lovely to have yeah. her today and to hang out because we yeah. had your lovely mum with us. We did before, last week. Last Friday. So, mum I feel swap. like our mum swapped. And they're and quite similar. They are. Which was eerie. I think. <laughs> Especially when when I got back and you were like, look what my mum got me. And I was I like, oh my God, <laughs> this is just so real. I know. They're beautiful. Beautiful yeah. witchy mum. And they're like, your mum is only a year younger than my mother. So there's a similar generational and they have both have very good taste in music. I've noticed they both have exceptional taste in music and your mum could just like go, this is this song. That's that lyric. Oh, how was her today? Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's what my mum does. Yeah. Yeah. They obviously, I feel like their generation paid a lot of attention to music and lyrics. Definitely. they, They recall lyrics and like they can talk in music much more than I can, but I'm, but I used to be really into music. I'm not so much into music anymore, but that's not the point because (laughs) I want to ask you questions about gardening. This is something that this is one of my growing edges, pun intended. And (laughs) I um, grew up with again. So I have this story that I'm a terrible cook and a terrible gardener. Mm. Ironically or hilariously, or obviously my parents are both good at cooking and good at gardening. So I grew up with amazing food and Mm -hmm. diverse food and also an amazing garden, like an amazing garden. And my mum was also the kind of mother that did like get me into the garden. So I was definitely planting things and presenting it. hands dirty. (laughs) But we also grew a lot of our own vegetables. We had chili trees and peach trees and banana trees and avocado trees and mango trees. By the way, I don't like mangoes. What? I know. And I grew up with a mango tree. What's wrong? With- I know well, something is really wrong with no, me. No, no, I don't like to say. I don't like to make judgments about people's <laughs> likes and dislikes, especially when it comes to food. Yeah, fair because enough. that evolves over time as well. It does. So I'm 31 and I still don't like mangoes. Well, we're gonna have to work on that. Yeah, there's no. something wrong with me. <laughs> a, it's very un Queensland. It's un Queensland. It's un Balinese. It's un a lot of things. Yeah, there's just something. It's in, it's even in my notes about it. Like for us, kind of a, a summer tradition here is sticking your kids in. The the bath of cold water because it's so hot in your house. This is probably before you had air conditioning in your house, and giving giving them mangoes because you get covered in in, yeah. in the fruit and it drips down your arms. And the only way to eat it is in your togs yeah. or in the bath. Yeah. I remember being a kid in Toowoomba and we had a lot of mulberry bushes around. Oh, and so God. we used to eat so many mulberries. Like we would just climb into the mulberry trees and eat for hours <laughs> and that my mum would have to hose us off and we'd still be stained purple. 
Like she would literally hose us off in a little shell bath and a little plastic shell like pool. <laughs> or the clam. Yeah, the clam bunnies. thing. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And um, anyway, yeah. Um, I'm interested in like what you do to get your garden beds ready um for the spring equinox and like yeah. when are you planting and what are you planting and what's going on for you so that you know you've got things going by the end of September. Okay. So we're really lucky in southeast Queensland, um, well, across Australia, but especially here uh, with our growing season, mm-hmm. we can get away with putting in things that other people just couldn't put in the ground that wouldn't last all the way through spring or summer. That's true. So it's it's a bit liberal. You know, you can kind of get excited and try things out. And that Queensland, is, liberal one day, oh, redneck the next. Definitely not. <laughs> Simultaneously redneck and liberal, no. Um that, that makes me think that of my threw, new neighbours. Yeah, it threw me, threw sorry. Me. It's true. I feel like Creedsleaders are simultaneously like, I don't give a fuck. And I don't give very, a fuck, and, but and also very don't. bigoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have already, um, I would have spoken about it a little bit when we were coming into um, in bulk, but putting putting bulbs mm-hmm. in or at least putting them in the dark because mm-hmm. you do a little bit of a trick where you, you fool them into the, the thought that they're underground, mm. that they're in the darkness mm-hmm. and then you can plant them and they will start to shoot through mm. and they will start from now uh, yeah. onwards um, and through through spring. For me, any like now's the time to really get fertiliser mm-hmm. and, and with us being here in Queensland, water. Mm-hmm. into the ground. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of things that you can add to the soil. Obviously, you'll try to keep it as green as possible. Mulch, mm-hmm. mulch, mulch. Mm-hmm. So putting things up on top to protect I've and keep the, the moisture. I, I knew you knew that. I knew. That's the one thing I know. Yep, yep. yep. Um, <laughs> and trying to get that that in the ground now yeah. um, that'll see everything through. Yeah. But for me, herbs, mm-hmm. it's important. I've done my fun stuff where I've put in my flowers mm-hmm. and, and seedlings and, and bulbs to enjoy blooms through um, spring and into summer. Yeah. But now is when I really want to get herbs in the ground. And before and in and around all of my veggies that I'll talk about, you want to be putting in uh, great stuff like dill and marigolds. Or well, we call them stinking rogers. I don't know if that's an Australian thing or where that name came from, but stinking rogers or marigolds um, all around. And the is garden. that for salads and culinary purposes? Absolutely. Yeah. You can eat them. Yeah. Um, and dill, because I love. I love dill. I love dill. I love <laughs> dill the is one of the best flavors of in the world. It is. And one of the things I was going to say we've got to put in is, is cucumbers. Mm. So I like to pickle. Oh. So I make dill pickles. Mm. Well, you need lots of dill for that. But mm. the other really great thing with dill, as the as the weather's starting to warm up now, um, more and more pests will come into the garden, mm-hmm. and dill is is incredible at keeping them away mm. from your tomatoes mm-hmm. and your lettuce and and things like that. By pest, do you mainly mean insects and many insects, legged creatures? Many legged. Okay. Because here's a thing that I heard from someone who I mm. trust. Apparently, if you brew a lot of oolong tea, like like buckets worth of like a lot of dark oolong tea, and you put it in a circle around your like your vegetables, possums won't cross it. Ah. So you know, there's that whole thing about possums here. Possums are kind of like 
the hilarious videos you see of of squirrels and raccoons, and raccoons yeah. trying to steal things. They're ingenious. Ugh, and and they're so awake right now. Like last oh. night, I'm like, will you stop running around on the roof? Yeah. Like all winter, you like one thing that's true about the cool season or the winter season in Brisbane is that they just don't do that anymore. No. And then the minute the sun starts to show itself a little more, they're like, wee! And they're rattling yep. and they're throwing so right now themselves we've got around. All of our crows. So we've got uh, native species of crows and also ravens. Uh, they're all going ballistic. So the magpies are getting ready. The maggies, are, uh, uh, well, the maggies are definitely in full steam <laughs> by the time this podcast yeah. comes out. They're, yeah. they're deadly, and we need to talk about magpies in here because people <laughs> let's like, scare the Americans. Well, Mike, even my Canadian friends were yeah. terrified of them. I so. don't worry. I'm, I'm, I, I mainly just want to scare the Americans. Okay, right. So they've got enough to worry about. That's right now, so Mike. true. Actually, let's well, not. That is so them. true. Let's talk about some of the cute. It things. used to be okay to scare them. No, now it's not. It's not. <laughs> Things are scary there. It's very I saw um sad. yeah, no no. I won't even get into it. Um Magpies are kind of like a smaller version of a a crow mm-hmm. that is black and white in colour. Mm. That has the smarts of a corvid. Like mm-hmm. it is it is wicked smart. But not a corvid. But not but deadly. Oh, right. fucking awful. So They're like spears that are they, flying through the sky at your fly, temple. So these are the bane of every young kid's existence growing up in Yeah, Australia. those and plovers. Plovers are another bird that like to swoop and try and kill us. But magpies actually fly for your eyeballs. So when we were kids, your helmets, or we call them stack hats, you would draw eyes on the back of your stack hat yep. and you would even put zip ties out so yep. you look like a porcupine but with <laughs> eyes on the back of your head. Um, because the magpies, as you go through where they're nesting, they're uh-huh. so territorial, yeah. they will fly down and try and scratch your eyes out. Yeah. Um, and they won't <laughs> stop after one or two swoops. Like, no, they, they will follow you blocks. It's so scary. They're really scary. And they don't make a noise, but you get the wings. Yeah, the wings. Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. About to that is you. bringing up some haunting memories. I'm sorry. Because I, I used to walk the 30 minutes to high school. Yeah. And so I'd always walk. And it was, you know, Toowoomba, lovely, like... Um, Lovely tree lane, lined lanes. Mm-mm. You'd be walking along in September, and, and you forget. And suddenly you'd hear the, <laughs> and then I'd be like, ah! And then and they hit with force. Yeah, like it's they intense. Hit the back of your head. So magpie season is is uh, is all a go. So wear an ice cream bucket on your head. Literally, if you didn't have a stack hat or before, um, you know, it wasn't um, illegal to get around without a bike helmet. I know mm-hmm. it is now. Showing my age, you just put a good old ice cream container on, yep. or you would draw eyes on the back yep. of your basketball cap. Yeah, yeah. So the magpies are out and about. Mm. The other, but they make they do sing a beautiful song. Yeah. It's like the currawongs, which are a similar. Oh, yeah. I love their song, and I love the crows too. So right now the crows are getting a bit territorial. Mm. They they've nested, so uh, you are seeing them out more and more. Um, snakes. Possums are having babies. Possums are, possums are having babies and hence that's why we're hearing all the noise, mm-hmm. you know, before because mm-hmm. they're um, doing the dance, mm-hmm. the dance of love in all of our roofs mm-hmm. and they scream and they... Yeah, they they're get, kinky. They're really kinky. So same with koalas. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks it's really cute and very sweet and it's just stoned all the time. They sleep a lot. You need to hear them during mating season, okay? <laughs> There's a reason that, that people thought Tasmania was Van Diemen's land. Mm. You know, if it wasn't the possums and the koalas screaming, it was the Tassie devils. Yeah. Um, but snakes. So 
I've actually got a true story that just happened. My um, fiance's dad, they live up in past the Toowoomba range. Uh-huh. We got a panicked phone call the other night. He was clearing out one of the dog trailers because mm-hmm. they've got huskies and mallies. And a snake was coiled up in there and it bit him on the face. And what kind of snake? A brown snake. Ooh. <laughs> and this is up on the range. This is nearly, you know, 45, yeah. what, an hour to the hospital. Um, what did they do? He was so lucky that it didn't puncture deep enough to inject enough venom that he needed anti-venom. <sighs> it scratched across the front of his nose. So lucky. So lucky. So he spent the night in hospital, but for that whole night, we were obviously really worried about him last week. So the the snakes are all waking up. Oh. And when you stick your arms, head, you always, I was always taught to turn logs over, turn bags over, anything you've left outside over with a foot or a stick. Yeah. Um, but with the dog trailers, it's like you've got to open the door and get into the back to get the bucket and, yeah. and to put the straw and everything. So it would be a lovely place for a snake mm. to sleep. Mm. I'm sure they scared each other, but, you know. <laughs> So now I've just taken all the family keep calling him like, I'm like, is the head of Slytherin there? Mm. <laughs> is Voldemort on the phone? Like, we need to have a chat with him. He's doing really well, Richard, if you're listening. We, you know, we were really worried about you. But the snakes are waking up. Mm. So as it warms up, the climate warms up here. They come out of hibernation. They, they're starting to stretch out in the sun mm-hmm. and to slowly warm up, therefore warming up their metabolisms, getting ready for the rest of the season. So and they're also more aggressive they're, at this time. Yeah, because they just woke yeah. up. Yeah, They're cranky. Yeah. It's, I understand. No one wants to be stood on. If you've mm-hmm. just woken up and your leg stretched out across a stony mm. path, but um, yes, yeah, so we're keeping our eyes peeled for snakes and serpents, and that again plays into I think in the back of my mind the yeah. spiritual understanding of of, of s- waking up yeah, and sure. of life reawakening. And I think it's really interesting too that because some of us, you know, we live in this city, mm. um, but this city is full of green pockets and mm. you know tunnels and things that go under the ground into different bushland areas and certainly like you know in in certain parts of brisbane that are quite you know zone one zone two on the bus like you'll have brown snakes oh like and so check your shoes like i like if i if i've left my like shoes out too long i'm always like like shoving them with my feet a hundred percent i still will not put a pair of shoes on without standing all on the toe yeah, of them yeah. because i was just taught so early so we mm. get like huntsmen's and, and snakes well, that crawl into them, our yeah. boots so you put your shoes on and then get a nasty surprise yeah but yeah so all of these life is life is reawakening yeah um it's also known as flower season in mm-hmm. a way, everything is coming into the fall, all of our natives. So wattle is in full bloom. Mm-hmm. My hay fever, you can hear it, you know. <laughs> um, in Toowoomba, they have the, where I grew up, they have, in every in every September, they have the Carnival of Flowers. That's right. Yeah. I think we, t- we mentioned that, yeah. but yeah, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. It is quite beautiful. Um, so yeah, all the jacarandas, yes, mangoes, not your favourite, but all of our beautiful big mangoes and our frangipani trees, the ones that you spoke about sure. being naked mm. and then being a sign for us of true, if you can say true winter mm. in southeast Queensland, leaves are starting to reappear on them. Flowers are, yep, are beginning flowers to are form, yep. which I love. Um, also in the wild, we've got, like you mentioned before, mulberries. Mm. Absolutely. We've got all these beautiful uh, native uh, foods that mm-hmm. are coming in. Um, lily pillies. Yeah, lily, lily pillies. Um, how would you describe lily pillies for someone who's a... I've only ever eaten lily pillies in jam. 
I've only like, ever had lily pillies in vodka. Oh, see. <laughs> We're so stupid. No, my my neighbour in under this beautiful lady, I just made her my best friend, this yeah. nana that lived across the road from me, Sylvie. She brewed her own lily pilly vodka. Oh, that does sound really That's good. That's how we bonded. Yeah. And it was delicious. Yeah. And I have, but I've heard the jam is gorgeous, yeah. like Rosella jam. I also love Rosella jam. I love jam. Rosella yeah. jam. Um, macadamia. Yeah, so this is macadamia region. Yep, and, and all of that will be coming through. Um, wild weeds and herbs that we should be wild crafting. Mm-hmm. Chickweed mm-hmm. everywhere. Cobbler's pegs, which I don't, I don't know what that is. So you know, um, the tiny little black prickles that you get that have like maybe three or four prongs on the bottom. They grab onto like animals' coats a lot. Yeah, maybe they get stuck in your socks when you go walking. Like burrs, like a burr, but okay. not a round burr, like a, a straight burr. Okay, <laughs> not a gay burr. Not a gay burr. <laughs> Just a big cuddly burr. <laughs> a straight burr. Ain't no such thing as a straight burr. <laughs> I'm with, no. I was going to say I'm with a straight burr, but I mean, he's not a straight burr. Oh. Um. That's okay. Now I totally know what they are. Yeah, we have things. a little. We have a friend in the studio I, with I us, wanted to and he totally just showed uh, showed us on Google Images what uh, cobbler's peg is. So now I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was very useful. Thanks, okay. Luke. That was very useful. I mean, give him the thanks. I told you about the bloody thing. <laughs> he showed me what it was. Oh, he showed you a picture, so he gets. Look, he's points. a man. He's more important. <gasps> <laughs> and there it is, folks. You're so right. Misogyny. <laughs> Yeah. You, Brody, and you are more important than anything. You're any, looking at Michelle. You, you right are more now. important than anything in the world. Thank you, my darling. That's why I have you around. Yep. Just keep telling me. All right. Women are better. <laughs> just, I'm just going to get a giant Sheila in a gig and sit her right here Please on the do. desk. Please that would do. be my. That, I, I actually wanted to do that. Um, I'll just look at her a lot. <laughs> into her. Plantain everywhere as well. Um, false dandelion. So I. How, what's the okay? So how can you visually tell or textually tell the difference? Between it's like false, a normal dandelion, but it lies. But to it's you. false. It, yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking liar. It's, it's no tea in all shade. Oh. No, it um, very similar structure. Smaller flowers. I know exactly what they you know, are. And now they, the moment you said that, I'm like, I know what a false dandelion is. They fake you into thinking, is. oh my god, I've got a dandelion yeah. in my garden. I'm gonna yeah. dig up that root. Yeah. And it was a naughty. And fib. it was a naughty little. Yeah. Furfy. That's right. So those ones. But ones that we can plant and that, that I think you should absolutely be putting into the garden right now. Um, basil, coriander. We said dill. I'm going to say it again because it's so important. Uh, lemongrass. I fucking love, love lemongrass. lemongrass. It'll, and it will grow all, all the way through. With lemongrass. But seeding it now and putting yeah. it in the ground now, wonderful. And mint. Mm. How are you going to drink delicious mint juleps? And, and enjoy all of this gorgeous citrus and stuff all through summer. If you don't have you a don't huge have bushel of, of mint. Lovely cooling mint. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, garlic, mm-hmm. spring onions, mm-hmm. get those guys in. I like to be sneaky and I've already put my pumpkin seeds in. Mm-hmm. And I love my watermelon and I'll also do rock melon and all of that needs to go in the ground now. Mm. And my tomato seeds I've already put in in August. Mm. So I've got quite like sturdy little tomato seedlings that I'm going to grow up a trellis. Mm -hmm. And I've also got some um, snow peas, Mm -hmm. just as sugar, actually sugar peas Mm -hmm. going in. And what was the other thing I was going to try this time? 
this time. Well, that t- that's the whole thing, just experiment. And I've just moved house as well. Mm-hmm. So I've had to kind of um, pay attention to where the sun is coming up, how long it is in my garden at the back, what I can grow in the front yard, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I can grow in pots on the other side of the house just because of, of the weather yeah. um, and orientation, etc. So it's going to be a bit of trial and error, mm-hmm. but I do like to get some of those things in. And if I'm very lucky, I'll have a pumpkin for Halloween. Hurrah. Because I, like I've said on here before, I do like to celebrate Halloween mm-hmm. f- for the local kids and stuff Yeah, in October. So I'll do Halloween in the street and then I'll get my Beltana on. In the sheets. In the, in the sheets. <laughs> Halloween in the streets and Beltana in the sheets. <laughs> That's actually the you, best thing in the world. It really is, but you just said you don't use top sheets. I don't. No. I'm one of those weirdos who just like a thinks fitted that fitted sheet. I like all I want is a fitted sheet. Look, top sheets are superfluous and annoying. <gasps> they just are. You've been talking to Damien. He bloody hates them. He I just think so they're mad so silly. He gets his feet caught in and he panics and like <laughs> rips them off in the middle of the night. And I'm like, calm down. It's just his top sheet. Well, look, last night, I mean, yeah, last night I I ripped my my one and only sheet <laughs> open with in the middle of my... I, it, I woke up and there was a giant hole in my fucking sheet. I was like, I better go buy uh, some sheets, which I did. You did. Yeah. I was proud of you. Thank you. It was good. Thank you. Brody. I just like that you were like birthed by your bed this I morning. Was. I, just I was. Like, why is there a giant up? hole in my bed? Oh, because I kicked it open. <laughs> I, I literally kicked open my sheets. Um, oh, cool. A couple more things. Talking of cool. Nice segue there. Oh, whoops. The water. <laughs> the water. The water, the water, the water. So right now the ocean is still nice and cool. Mm-hmm. You it's know, like the it, best time to it's go. It's the best time to start swimming. So I... Uh, don't mind the cold, so I tend to go all the way through <laughs> as much as I can. Uh-huh. But now is the time. Mm-hmm. So you've got lovely, cool water temperatures. So here um, in um, Queensland, in the in not even the middle of summer, before the middle of summer, the water can be the same temperature as the air. Like yeah. you get to the beach, you walk all the way down. And I'm complaining about walking on a beautiful, big, white, know, sandy beach here. We have beaches, gorgeous yeah. beaches, but it is hot and you don't get any relief from the water. Right now, the water is still lovely and cool and mm-hmm. it's very clear. Yeah. We haven't had any of the summer storms and that coming through. Mm-hmm. So um, ocean swims are great. You don't mm-hmm. get this the, um, what are they called? Sea lice. I was going to call them sea midges. Oh, that's right. I remember that as a kid. I hate that. Yeah. So nice, clean, clear yeah. water. Um, without any of that, like there's no seaweed and kelp being churned up. Yeah. So beach rituals or your first dip for for the season Mm. um, is a really nice time to do this too. So you've got your bushwalks and your trips to the beach. Mm. It's like everything's slowly waking up. We're stretching. We're warming up. You also um, you also showed me today you had found on Google Maps um, public foraging oh, maps. Oh, yes. Oh, so I, I heard that these things existed before, mm. but not in, in um, Australia. And I found a wonderful – it looks as though there's a public forum and you can add your own – drop your own pins onto this Google map. Mm. And there's one for Brisbane. I saw one for Perth. I think it's one for Sydney. And this is public – harvest so brisbanepublicharvest.com it's google maps and you it literally free bin it free vegan it just go yeah. these are where all of the great um, mango trees are avocado trees there was mulberries Ma- there was where macadamia. you can get free rosemary fee basil mm. fee basil fee 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 basil basil 
yep, all sorts on. of lovely stuff. Um, <laughs> and there was a fabulous website that I found also. Uh, I should give her full credit, but the website is www.liveforless.com.au mm-hmm. and um, this lady has put together a fabulous, really comprehensive blog that also shows you some of those uh, naturally growing weeds, mm. the wild crafting stuff. She goes through a lot of that mm. and there's uh, photos uh, to help you identify everything before you go out and... I love all these people. All these things. I love like, that this is... Like all these people, people are who this. are providing all these like online platforms and blogs and vlogs mm-hmm. and podcasts and all of these things that just give 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 information yeah well it's like that i really really want to interview this couple that uh they've put together a van they're driving around the coast of australia i think they're literally called like aussie mushroom supplies Mm -hmm. and they're teaching workshops in every city or any town that wants them to teaching people about how to cultivate and grow their own mushrooms at home um yeah, wonderful. Like you said, people who are doing this sort of work. Mm. So we're very lucky. It's an exciting time. Um, every uh, witch and pagan and, and person has their own favourite time of year. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying the spring one this time. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Technically, I should be in the States right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our timelines and our lies thorted. So that by you the time be. by the time this airs, I, I I like when I hear it, um, I will be in autumn equinox land. Aww. Isn't that in, yeah? Isn't I'm that so interesting? I'm not I'm not jealous. Autumn I'm equinox and then Sawan. Two Sawans this year. Two autumn equinoxes this year. You're very lucky. Sure. We'll do both. <laughs> I do get back though, like in the first week of November. So I'll still get Beltane. I'll still get it. Yeah. You know, it'll still be there <laughs> Wait, well, waiting for me. We're not doing the sheets without you. <laughs> we're not fucking going in. Um, yeah. Um, I think that that's all. I just, yeah, wanted yep. to make this one a quick one about gardening. If there's any tips or there's anything uh, that I've missed or any plants that I would love. I love gardening tips. I yeah. love any of this uh, green crafting, wild crafting tips. Uh, please let us know. We are on Facebook. Um we do have email. Um, and we're not very good at checking not that email. Good at, Sorry. No, I'm okay. Well, I don't have that one either. Yeah. I don't, I still can't work out how to organize an Instagram page for us. So, you know, that'll happen hopefully. We're, we're very bad at all of we're these so things. We're so bad at these things. Um, <laughs> but I did, would you, would you mind possibly just to, to wrap up? This is this the, the equinox. This is a time of balance between light and dark. Mm. Um could you talk to us just briefly about one of our favorite ladies? Could you? Yeah, speak I'll talk to us very about briefly, briefly about about one of my favorite ladies and Please our favorite ladies, finish. who is Persephone, um, whose name we don't really know um, exactly what it means. There are different opinions on that. It could mean destro- destroyer of light or um, destroyer of sound. Um, a number of other things. Her name is on the Linear B tablets in Minoan Crete, so she definitely was um, a goddess native to that region. And uh, her mother is Demeter and her father is Zeus. But unto herself, she's this amazing young woman who, you know, sees a narcissist uh, flower blooming in these fields and and is so filled with curiosity and daring that she plucks it and the earth opens and uh, the dark lord of the underworld rises up with his black horses and uh, takes abducts her and takes her down as one form of the story. In the Homeric hymn. So some of us associate um, autumn equinox with that time. 
And some of us um, in the more Roman reinterpretations of that myth, um, not so much the Greek reinterpret uh, the Greek stories, but in the Roman interpretations, um, there's more of like a kind of a equinoctical um, Mediterranean uh, uh, climate. So um, it's that spring equinox that Proserpina, which is um, her more Latin name, um, arises um, from the earth, and as she does, of course, um, all of life responds. And because also Demeter is grieving or Ceres is grieving um, when her daughter is away, she withdraws all the power and the life force from everything and, and winter comes into the land. And then when she comes back and with Hermes' help, um, uh, he helps to bring her back as the psychopomp and um, the deliverer of souls and the, and the one who ferries between the living and the dead. And so he helps bring her up. She knows the way, they're good buds. And then they get, she comes up and everything, you know, it's just very beautiful, even though that's only a, like, to me, that's like the very beginning of what this myth really means. Like imagine this mother who loves her daughter so much and she gets to see her half the year you know and and so she just as she rises she embraces her and they laugh and also though it's a kind of bittersweet because while um while persephone is up in the upper world she's missing her beloved hades and then when she's down there she's missing all her friends and her mother i really relate like this is a story i truly relate to and it's um one that i uh, think is very meaningful and it has so it obviously has the seasonal layer it has um also it deals with in, in the human sphere, it deals with rape and mm -hmm. um, abduction mm -hmm. and um, matters of uh, sexual assault against children. So there's also like very deep levels you can go with this story. Um, but it's also a story about the powerful queen of the underworld who changes mm. the Greek understanding of death. Yes. Because before her, it was all like, oh, you became a shade. You needed blood to reanimate you so sorcerers could get you to talk to them. And then after she comes down, she is deeply compassionate and she creates the possibility for reincarnation. And it is said that her Eleusinian mysteries were all about um, certainly the people who went through them, who wrote about it and not breaking the oath would say, you know, things, things that amounted to, I am no longer afraid of death, Yeah, you know, things like that. And so I think that um, obviously she has that eternal return. You know, she's the one who eternally returns. She always comes back um, just like the spring does. So that's beautifully. Yes. Please. I quite love her really. Love her very much. And I've got to love her so much more through knowing you. So I wanted to f finish this uh, little one with that beautiful reading. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we will talk to you again soon. We lay upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky. Without the dark clouds falling and omen apparition. And with the thunder rolling, how conceited the storm. This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky. <laughs> <laughs>